Wow. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Friday show. I love doing these Friday shows because it's a little bit more of a loose format, and I just take a look at, you know, all the different things that I've been seeing over the week and things that impressions that have been put on my mind. And I feel this is a time again to be a little bit loose and to just kind of put some stuff out there, have some fun with some of the intel that has been coming in and, you know, perhaps look at the big picture. And one of the major things about finding out what is going on, discerning the times, is pattern recognition. And so today, that's what we're going to be talking about, is some pattern recognition, and I'm calling it the convergence. But first, I usually like to play a song at the very beginning of the show on a Friday, and this is a song that probably most of you have not heard. It is a secular song, I will tell you that. But uh, this is a, a prominent band from Canada that really never got any exposure uh, internationally. And where I am sitting right now, it is a beautiful, sunny day, end of the summer, and again, although these lyrics are secular, I think the uh, the vibe of it is just a good one in general. So don't read too deeply into it, folks. <laughs> it's just a song. Anyways, uh, this is We're Here for a Good Time by Trooper. And I'll see you in about three minutes.
Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio. Well, I think I got I think I got a couple thumbs up on that particular song and just bear with me. I'm going back to one of my favorite spots in the Bible. I can't help but go there after hearing that song. Uh, just give me two seconds here. Uh, you know, we're here for a good time, not a long time. So have a good time because the sun can't shine every day. And of course, <laughs> um, just give me a second here. Da, 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 da. I'm looking for very specific. Here it is. <laughs> But immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will fall from the sky and the powers of heaven will be shaken and the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. And they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. He will send forth his angels with a great trumpet blast. And they will gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of the sky to the other. So the sun won't shine every day. <laughs> Uh, how is it that we are able to laugh at the things that are happening right now? I'm telling you, I, I just can't explain it. <laughs> um, you know, uh, just not part of the show. I'll get into what I was going to talk about in a moment, but uh, I'm not going to share the details, but I feel compelled to share with you, um, and, and ask you for a prayer, actually. A little over a week ago, I received a dream that was so vivid, I felt it was from the Lord. And again, I'm not going to share the details of it until I have further understanding. But the, there's a, a, a person that I believe the Lord has put in my life to help me with things like this. And right before coming on air, I was conversing with Watching Wall. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be forever thankful for Watching Wall. Um, she's the one who started our prayer ministry. Um, she's really devout to the Lord and wanting to grow in him in a very significant way. And she's stepped away from right on radio. She's still very much involved. She's still in contact with all of us. There's love both ways. Uh, but she is doing some things personally right now uh, that she feels she's being called for. And just today she was responding on this little project that we're working on. And uh, man, uh, th this lady is just incredible in my eyes. So I want to say thank you, and and you know, just asking the general audience here, if you would say a prayer, please, that uh, we would have deeper insight and understanding into what the Lord is trying to say. Amen. All right. Um, as we go on here, thank you for being here on the live, uh, everyone. Good morning to each of you. Um, I'm going to invite, if any of you are willing, uh, to give your insights about what is happening today. I'm just going to list off a few things, but you know what? We all get part of the picture, and certainly this guy does not have the full picture. So uh, if you feel something on your heart and you'd like to share it uh, on air at some point, I will accept call-ins if someone wants to call in. Uh, also, 
if you want to put something in chat and particularly super chats i have a rule that no matter what if you put something in a super chat because of course i'm always trying to get that 22 bucks a month i, I think this month is a is a blowout i think i've got about seven dollars and fifty cents but uh with Podbean, if you get to 22 dollars in uh gifts during a live they boost your algorithms uh so Anyways, I think today is a this month is a wash, but we'll try again for next month. But if you do a super chat, I will be guaranteed to read it on the air, and then you don't even have to use your voice. <laughs> All right. So the convergence. Uh, God bless you, SSG. God bless you very much. Um, the convergence, what is happening all at the same time? Well, I'm going to go back a couple months because the first thing that came to my mind when I'm talking about this convergence, oh, and I have a super chat. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Natasha, you are so funny. Uh, here's your super chat. <laughs> Oh, my. Uh, thank you kindly. So, a few months ago, the Hollywood writers have all gone on strike. And, of course, you know, they're it's all about money or whatever is what's being said. But is there something even greater behind it? So Hollywood, um, anyone who's been following along, has realized that there's some real evil in Hollywood. And if you just look at the word Hollywood, it's about casting spells. That's what they have been doing. And we know what they do behind the scenes to gain their power and, you know, to uh, push forward the agendas and they're being controlled by the three-letter agency that actually isn't there to help the people of, the, of America. They're to clean up the messes of the cabal and to do the work of the cabal. Uh, and by the way, there are some good people in those organizations as well. There's good and bad everywhere. But if they're being controlled and now they're on a writer's strike, so there's nothing new coming out of Hollywood. And then we look in the last, well, in the month, last month in particular, have you noticed that there are a lot of large uh, musical artists that have been canceling their tours and their concerts? And there's a lot of them, folks. I've never seen this amount of people canceling concerts. There's something up. There's something going on. And also, again, this is about seeing patterns in things. The artists that are canceling their shows, the prominent ones, like Beyonce, Taylor Swift, these are the ones that have really been put out front in the last couple of years as being demonic. So we have demonic Hollywood and we have demonic artists all kind of disappearing. Uh, God bless you, Wendy. That's a super chat, by the way, so I have to read it out loud. And it says, God bless you. And it's from Wendy. So we have all of this happening. Hollywood and musicians all canceling going forward. Well, what else is pending cancellation. Don't know if it will happen, but they've certainly been conditioning us. And when I say conditioning us, it's like every 
year, there's this, uh, in the United States government, there's this continuing resolution and, you know, they have to battle to get the budget to keep government going. Is it possible that the United States government will shut down as well? So then we have even more of, and by the way, I think we could all, we could obviously identify government in general as being evil, being controlled. So all these things, and that, that, that would be actually, so that would be the 30th. That would be, you know, essentially a week from tomorrow that, uh, that could be shut down. Now, at the same time, the United Nations has been meeting this week. And of course, you know, it's all about the climate. And if you didn't listen to last night's show, you really should. You really should listen to last night's show and uh, and really understand what was being said, what the point of the show was. I know, I think I was very clear in my communication. But when you look at what is happening with the UN, when and, and I'm not really into astronomy, folks, but uh, there's some stuff in astronomy right now that's uh, lining up with scripture very deeply. And also, when you read the minutes from the United Nations meetings that are happening this week, it's peace and safety. What does the Bible say comes when they say peace and safety? Sudden destruction comes upon them? Hmm. Also, uh, not part of the UN, but in a related topic, Prince William is in New York right now as well. And in the last few months, have you noticed the atrocities are piling up and piling up, like what happened in Hawaii? And the evidence is becoming so strong that it's overwhelming. They can't hide anymore. People are dying from the clot shot. They can't hide anymore. And where was it written that uh, at some point they won't be able to walk down the streets? If you listen to Trump in the last couple weeks, he's been saying some really interesting things. He's been saying, you know, he's been saying, and I, and I retweeted the thing this morning, the pause. And he talks about, you know, the election being stolen in 2020. And he calls this time the pause. And he's saying that if it wasn't for this pause, we would not see how bad things really are. And he's saying it in such a way to indicate that, you know, perhaps it was a planned pause and not necessarily planned by the people who rigged the selection, per perhaps rigged by the people trying to counter it, dark to light, dark to light. 
Trump is also saying, and he's been saying this for a little while now, but it's worth paying attention to. He says, you know, we've never seen a movement like this. We've never seen people as aware as they are now. And he also says, he honestly does not think the country can wait another year. So are we at the convergence point? Are we about to see arrests? Are we about to see the shift way to the other side? Everything is converging right now. Right now. And, you know, one of the things I've been talking about is where my eyes are firmly planted. You know, it's one thing to look at what the United Nations is saying, and that's important. But I've really got my eyes on COP28, the end of November, beginning of December. 2023 to Agenda 2030 is seven years. What's happening, folks? I don't have the answers, but I have an inclination. Charles started the seven-year countdown clock and a point that I must keep repeating and keep repeating. If you have not been lazy and you've actually read Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030, you will realize that Agenda 2030 is the completion of Agenda 21. In other words, they want to have all of their goals accomplished by 2030. What does that include? Well, it includes major depopulation. It includes the eradication of all of your freedoms. Oh, not just some, all of your freedoms. But they'll sell it to you in a positive way. You're going to like it. <laughs> it's so convenient for you. And we see this year in particular of 2023, the rise, and I use that word advisedly, the rise of AI. Their plans, if God permits it, I think it's clear, folks, their plan is to bring on the tribulation. It seems clear to me. It's abundantly clear to me. Now, their timing isn't necessarily God's timing. But make no mistake, God intends for these things to happen. Is it to start in 2023? I don't know. Kind of lines up with, uh, you know, there was 4,000 years before Jesus. There's 2,000 years after Jesus. <laughs> the end of uh, sixth day 
And what's the seventh day? Well, it's when Christ brings his kingdom to earth. Is it just me? Am I seeing things? Maybe I'm seeing what I want to see. <laughs> Love the comments. Yes, uh, you know what? I'm going to be doing a study on Thessalonians, public study uh, on the Sunday show soon. Uh, I think wherever the Lord leads. But folks, there's uh, one more thing that I'm seeing that is part of this convergence that I don't think anyone is talking enough about. You know, we've been talking about, we've talked on the program about Chrislam, and now we've been talking about the seven Noahide laws that, uh, that are already on the books, folks. We see the coming together of religions. But you know who's behind it all? Behind the coming together of the Jews, the Muslims, the Christians. Folks, the Vatican is playing all sides. The universal church, the universal faith. And I'm just going to go out on a limb here because it's the ecumenical movement. Um, you know, when you look at charismatics in the, you know, Christian faith, the NAR movement, the word of faith movement, the prosperity movement, and you think these are just kind of came up with guys with bad doctrine? No. <laughs> it's all started by the Catholic Church. What? The Charismatics? The Catholic Church? Darn tootin'. You'll see. And what I see happening as part of this convergence is the Vatican, you know, they've been They've been exposed. All the truthers now know about the Vatican and now know about the satanic Pope and all their symbolism and the worship of Mary and all this stuff. It's all been exposed. And you know what I think is going to happen? This isn't prophetic, folks. I'm, I'm just telling you what I think I see on the horizon. The Vatican is going to come clean on a lot of this stuff. And they're going to say, we've been bad. It's true. We've been bad. We've been infiltrated. Politics came in. And evil men came in. And we have steered things wrong. They won't admit to everything, but they're going to admit to the things that are obvious. And they're going to say one of the greatest sins that we have done is we've held back all these hidden books of the Bible. And you see, folks, we really are one people. All you need to do to be saved is to follow the simple seven laws that God has laid out. Because you are all made in the image of God. And you can ascend as long as you're a good person. That's the truth of how good our God is. This is what they will say. Now we know that that leads to destruction, folks. Because again, there's only saved and unsaved and if you want to see the world through the Father's eyes, if you want to relate to what's important to the Holy Spirit, to what's most important to our Lord of Lords and King of Kings, it is salvation 
through him. So if that is the most important thing to our God, what is the most important thing to Satan? It's to be the diametric opposing force to exactly what Christ wants. So Satan is only targeting the saved. <coughs> and it brings me back to my question from last week. And by the way, I think the Lord, when he led me to Hosea 4, uh, actually did give some insight into that, but I'm not going to read into it too much. But I guess what I would ask is uh, are a lot of people in these different camps that are trusting in experiences over God's word are trusting in a preacher over God's word and trusting in, you know, themselves over God's word, even if they're self-professing Christians and they say they've said the prayer and everything else, are they really saved? Are they really saved? You know, how do you explain God's words and saying there will be a great falling away? How do you explain it? How can a born-again Christian fall away from the faith? Now, at, at, there, there will be some who will deny Christ to save their own lives. There's no doubt in my mind about that. But how can there be a great falling away? Maybe they said they were in the faith, but they never really handed over their life to Jesus. So, if you're either neither cold nor hot, if you're lukewarm, I'm just going to ask you the question. Are you sure that you're born again? Was your heart sincere when handing over your life? If it was, you have nothing to worry about. If it is, you have nothing to worry about. But if you have doubt, get down on your knees and repent, folks. Repent of your sins. Ask Jesus to forgive it. Folks, <laughs> we're here for a good time, not a long time. And uh, if you want to be able to laugh at what's happening in the world right now, it's only through the peace that comes from God, the peace that surpasses all understanding. It's the only way, folks. You will still have difficult times. You will still feel anxiety. Sometimes fear might even creep into your life. But it's only a prayer away to get through it. That's it, folks. If you're not sure... Get down on your knees if you've never said the prayer. Look, send me an email, writeonjeff at gmail.com. Give me your phone number. I'll phone you and I'll say the prayer with you. Not that there's anything special about me, but rather than just doing a uh, repentance prayer where it's anonymous, here where you just, you know, quietly and no one else knows. I, I'm changing my ways on that. That's why I don't do salvation calls really on the program anymore. I'll talk about it, but if you're really serious, do it publicly. Be accountable. And what I mean publicly, do it with a brother or sister. You can do, it's only between you and God. I get it. But don't hide it. There's power in a proclamation. Anyways, uh, what do you think? 
Does anyone want to call in or contribute to the show? Um, I'll take your calls now. If you would like to add to the conversation, or you can just say anything. Say, Jeff, you're full of crap. That's cool, too. I can take it. You might get an argument. All right, so I'll just give it a second to see if anyone calls in or super chats their opinion. <laughs> oh, everyone is so shy. Stand up and be heard, folks. <laughs> Stand up and be heard. Don't be ashamed of your voice. How are you going to withstand what's going to come if you don't have the, the fortitude to share something with the audience? What do you see? Okay, I'm going to just start calling people out in fear that you might never join the, <laughs> the live again. Oh, Lord, forgive me. But you know what? There's some people in this audience with incredible wisdom and experience. And I, I, and I get it. You're probably at work, but SSG, if you, I know you have something to add to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She, at work, I totally get it. And uh, anyways, I know many of you are. This is a time that you're at work, but I always like to give the opportunity if someone wants to call in. Hey, I'll tell you what, if there's someone listening that is unsure of their salvation, why don't you call in and let's change that right now. You're unsure? You want to get right? Let's do it together. And the beautiful thing would be if, if there's someone out there you got a whole team of really great people that are going to pray for you. And their prayers are powerful because they have great faith. You see, when you pray, and, and this is where the, the word of faith movement, like the Benny Hinn guys and that, they really do damage to Christianity. These people will be held accountable at a level that most of us cannot even get an idea, any idea of. But the Lord will judge these people harshly. Harshly. You see, they always say, yo, well, you weren't healed because you didn't believe. Okay. Where Jesus said you were healed because of your faith. And they twist it. And they make it, they, and they twist it so they can get rich. <laughs> Let's be honest. But the truth is, your faith has a lot to do with it. And you'll know, when you pray for something, if you believe that prayer or not. And some things you pray for that seem impossible, but you just know that all things are possible in Christ. And sometimes you just know that that prayer is going to be answered. And guess what? They are. But then sometimes, and I'm guilty of this too, folks, I'll pray something and some, or someone will ask me to pray with them. And I'm just not feeling it. You know, I, I get it. You've asked me to pray for this, and I'm, and, and I'm going to pray with you over this. You know, let's say someone's, you know, praying that, uh, you know, whatever it is, uh, you know, they've lost use of an arm or something like that, you know. And they ask me to pray, and it's not that I don't believe God can't do it. But sometimes, you know, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And you should honor that person and pray with them. 
But sometimes if truth is to be told, you feel inside that it's not going to be granted them. Why would that be? And I don't have the exact answer, folks, but what I'm learning through my experience is that God intends someone to go through something for a period, and it's for his glory. And I know every one of you who has walked with the Lord for a period of time knows that the Lord puts you through some hard stuff. And it isn't until years later, you're like, wow, God, thank you for that. I couldn't see it at the time, but you really did a wonderful work at that time. So having faith when we pray, and we have an audience that believes God is capable of doing many things, and that's why having some of the ROR family pray with you is an incredible opportunity. And did you know that you can have the ROR team pray with you every Saturday night and every Wednesday evening, Eastern Standard Time, Wednesdays at 7.30, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern, If you're not on Telegram, you should join just for that. You don't have to say anything. You can just sit there and be quiet and listen to the prayers. You don't have to have fancy words. We have a love, we have an amazing team that will help you and they'll pray with you. And we're seeing miracles happening right now. Every single week, we're seeing miracles happen. Well, I killed enough time, and I have someone who decided to come on the air. Oh, we have two people that want to come on the air. So, Wendy, I've sent the invite. You can click that. And, uh, and Free Anointer has decided to come on. So, we'll just do one at a time. And why don't I start with... Wendy, welcome on air to Write On Radio. Good morning. I just have to say, everybody, listen up. Oh, Wendy, can you speak more directly into your phone? I can barely hear you. Is this better? It's a little bit better. Just as close to your microphone and as loud as you can. Uh, thank you, Wendy. And her voice was really uh, low, but she just gave a testimony of how good the ROR prayer group is and the miracles that we have seen uh, weekly. And by the way, uh, Wendy, your, your voice was really, really low. Uh, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, but one of those miracles is Wendy. <laughs> I'm telling you. It is, Wendy is a miracle, and Wendy has shared some of her personal story. I don't have permission to do that here, uh, but let me just say that her life has been turned around by the Lord, not by our prayer ministry, okay? not but We're just a tool. We're just people who come together in the Lord with Wendy, but Wendy's life has been an absolute miracle the turnaround that the Lord has done in her. And uh, and even, uh, well, someone who isn't on here as well, but I'll just give her handle. Uh, we have someone else, uh, Truth Sifter, uh, Truth Seeker. But anyways, what, something like that. Um, and she, the same thing, just has had a complete turnaround in life. And one of the... Uh, testimonies that came out this is about a month ago um now this is per this is a person 
that I spoke with on the phone about a year and a half ago, um, even actually even before our prayer ministry, that I prayed with this person. She, she was in bad, bad health. And the Lord has restored her health, like incredibly. The Lord has done miracles through her family, uh, just like w Wendy's friends and neighbors and that are all seeing miracles now. Uh, things that Wendy's praying for are all happening. They're all coming true. But um, Kathy, truth seeker, uh, had an accident about a month ago, and it was the day of the prayer call. She tripped on the sidewalk and smashed her face off the concrete. She comes onto the prayer call and says, I tripped and I smashed my face on the concrete. Praise the Lord! And she turned it into a testimony to God's goodness, and she meant it. You want to talk about supernatural? That cannot happen in the natural. <laughs> it's, and it's true. Uh, she actually felt the angels stopped her from doing a lot of damage and stuff like that. She got hurt, but... Uh, Man, it was amazing. I hope, I, I, I'm sure Kathy doesn't mind me sharing that story. Um, anyways, hey, hey, there was one other person who called in. I think it was free anointing or something like that. Or uh, Yes, free anointer. Free anointer. Welcome to Right On Radio. You should be able to come in uh, anytime here. Ah, there we go. And Wendy, I'm just going to take you out of the studio and we'll give... Uh, Free L Anointer. Welcome to Right On Radio. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you good. Great. Uh, thank you, Jeff, for your show. It's uh, I've been following you since um, you and Je you had Jesse Sabota on your show some uh, years ago, and it's been uh, transformational, to say the least. I'm very uh, informative uh, since listening. Um, you know, I, I got reading the Bible myself, and uh, I've read the, the New Testament, I think, three or four times, and I'm still plowing through the Old Testament, getting to the, towards the end. But, um, yeah, I grew up in, in the Unification Church, founded by the late Reverend Moon, uh, which is survived by his mother and uh, children. And... Um, I'm still kind of connected to that because uh, I guess it's it's hard to break free a uh, break break free from a community that that has been you know your whole life. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm anyway. I, I feel like uh, I've definitely come to know the Lord a lot better through listening to your show, and I'm, I'm very grateful for your ministry. Um, but I I have a you know I'm I'm still quite connected to the the youngest son of the, the, the founder, Reverend Moon, his name is uh, Sean Moon, and he has a ministry called the uh, Rod of Iron Kingdom. Um, and he, uh, you know, he's very, he's a big proponent of, uh, you know, the First Amendment, Second Amendment, and, you know, basically protecting yourself with weapons. Um, and, uh, you know, his father was, was very much about uh, keeping the blood lineage, and um, I wonder if you could speak to, to any of that. I'd like to know your interpretation on the, the interpretation of the, the rod of the iron king, or the, you know, Jesus speaks um, and uh, has a rod of iron in, in the last days, and also what your interpretation of, of blood lineage is. Okay, um, so just a couple things. When you say moon, is that the Moonies? Correct, yeah. Is, the, uh, the, the, so he calls himself Savior. Is that the guy? Sorry? He he calls himself the Savior, doesn't he? Yeah, right. So he, um, yeah, he proposed uh, himself as the second coming. And his theology is that uh, Jesus not supposed to die on the cross, uh, but to create a family and a lineage through which the world would be 
uh, saved, you know, through through a substantial sort of blood lineage and uh, legacy, so to speak. Okay, so I guess, and I'll and I'll answer your questions. I promise you, I will. But what do you think of what he has said? Um, well, I mean, the youngest son is still uh, promoting this uh, this idea, and um, my I don't know. My understanding is that there might be some some truth to it about uh, a substantial sort of bloodline um, being sort of a, I don't know some sort of an authority in uh, in in here on the substantial earth, <laughs> but at the same time, uh, you know. Bloodlines and so on mean a lot in in the uh, the occult circles and stuff, right? So um, you've got the thirteen families or whatnot, and I mean, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's just a, a very interesting reality. This whole sort of substantial bloodline concept. Okay, so let me just first of all, and and, and listen, I. I really thank the Lord that you called in today. I, I really am thankful for you. Um, this is a tremendously important subject and a tremendously important call. More than most will know. Um, let me just talk about the rod of iron because that's the easiest. When Jesus returns, he actually will return bringing his kingdom, which he has prepared. It will literally come out of the sky and be parked here on earth. He gives the dimensions, which works out to about 1,500 miles square. It is will be the people that will reside in it will be his saints who now have their new bodies where we will be there with Christ and ruling on this earth. And Christ will rule with a rod of iron. There will be no getting away from Christ's rule. He, that's when this world is transformed from Satan's kingdom to his kingdom, and he is the, the supreme being, being the creator. So that is the rod of iron, and that is the return of Jesus Christ to rule here on earth. During that time, it's interesting if you really study the Bible, there will be people who survived the tribulation that will still be left here on earth. So there will be people, flesh and blood, outside of the kingdom that will see us who are with Christ in his kingdom. Now, having said that, that is God telling you that he will come back. That also says that he was here and he left. To say that Jesus was not supposed to die on the cross is probably one of the greatest blasphemous statements that any man can make. And you are... Tr and to believe it is to trust in the word of man rather than the word of God. Also, when they use the bloodlines to justify these things, I will just use your words. The bloodlines are important 
to the occult. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. This, what, what this is, that, and, and, and my friend, God has had purpose in letting you be part of this. The fact that you're asking the questions now and you're reading the Bible for yourself is God's way of pulling you out of the deception and you, I strongly feel, and when I told you about sometimes just having that feeling of faith and just knowing something, I strongly am feeling right now that God actually has a great plan to glorify himself through you and through your testimony, having come out of this, having come out of a cult that is blasphemous. And when you talk about the blood that's important, and yes, the bloodlines are important to these occult members, but you know what? When your sins are forgiven by the Lord, you are washed in his blood. So do you think it matters what bloodline you were from if you are washed in his blood and it's his blood that washes away your sins and allows your way to salvation? It is the only way to salvation is to be leave on Jesus Christ and his sacrifice on the cross and by doing that you will be washed clean in his blood, the Father will never see your sins. He will only see Christ because you're covered in his blood. And that is what makes way for you to go to heaven. So friend, it's time. It's time for you. Do you want the living God and his Holy Spirit to dwell inside of you? Do you want yeah. the living God? You know, you can't understand the Bible without the living God in you. Yeah, I probably can't. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think any any uh, wise son of son or daughter of God wouldn't want to have God in their life to, that, to the degree that you're talking about. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, of course. Do you want that to happen now? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> well, it's it's and I and I understand that's a, a kind of an uncomfortable laugh. Uh, it's a, a nervous reaction laugh. Yeah. But this is when when you become truly born again. Do you know that that is the immediate start of eternity for you? Mm. you? You are transferred out of the world kingdom and into God's kingdom immediately. It starts here. You living in the flesh will be physically transferred out of the world system and called to be a holy king and a priest of the God most high. And at that same time, he promises he will send his Holy Spirit, which is fully God, to live inside of you. And you see, man thinks that he fooled God by making all these different translations of the Bible and messing up a couple words and stuff like that, but they miss the point. It is the Holy Spirit that tells you what the Bible says and ministers to you in a way that man can never understand. And the price you must pay, friend, is to turn over your life to him. It's to say, my life is no longer mine. I will serve my king. Is that something you're ready to proclaim today? Sun is shining, so why not? And I mean, I mean, I know my life has been changed with Jesus. There's no doubt about it. Um, and if there's anything that could help me get closer to Him, absolutely. Well, 
first of all, you have to, in your own mind, and, and, I, and I can't say this for you, and don't say anything to please the audience. I want you to just, you, it's, you need to be in 100% sincerity. At this point in your life, do you believe Moon is the Christ, or do you believe that Jesus died on the Christ on the cross? Well, I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sin. Okay, so you need to repent and get away from this moony thing. Doesn't mean you have to give up all your relationships, but you need to get away from their doctrine. Because it, it, why, why would a born-again believer go and dabble in the occult? And that's the occult, friend. Don't trust me. As you read the Bible, God will show you these things. I can promise you that. It's in there. So why don't you just say, Lord... Your word says that if I knock on the, at the door, you will open it. And Lord, I'm seeking your truth today. Say that. Lord, if your word says, knock on the door and you shall open it. Lord, I'm seeking the truth today. And Father, I believe that you sent your Son to earth to die on the cross for me. Father, I believe that you sent your Son to die on the cross for me. And Lord, it, by the shedding of your blood is the only way that my sins are covered. Lord, by the shedding of your blood, uh, the only way for my sins to be covered. And at this moment, I accept you, Jesus Christ, as Lord and Savior of my life. At this moment, I accept you, Jesus Christ, uh, as Lord and Savior of my life. Lord, guide my steps. Guide me to your truth and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, guide my steps. Uh, guide me to the truth. And guide me to walk with the Holy Spirit. And Lord, I thank you for my salvation. Lord, I thank you for my salvation. Amen. Let it be so. Hey, would would you would you do me a favor, and would you be able to send me an email, mm -hmm. and with your phone number so I can follow up with you? Uh, that would be an honor. Thank you. Yes. So I'll, uh, it's just write on Jeff at gmail dot com, okay. and uh, and put in your. Put in your phone number. I'd like to uh, to walk with you, man. Thank you. Yeah, no. Um, thank you again for your show and for uh, making clear, like, really helping people to make uh, great discernment. Um, I think uh, that's that's really what uh, benefited from the most. And like I said, you know, um, since I've been listening to you and. Uh, Especially when Jesse was on, I felt like there was some real big breakthroughs um, regarding, you know, being within, being raised in a cult uh, or, or yeah, with, uh, without sound doctrine. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'll be honored to, to send you an email and stay in touch. Thank you once again, Joe. Yeah, you know, if there's been anything that uh, has come out of this, it's, and I'm learning it still myself, there's some stuff that I've heard over the years, and I just repeat because I heard it from so many, what I thought were good men of God, and uh, 
trust no man. Don't even trust this guy. I tell you the truth. Um, you must be the Berean, and we use that saying often because God did not leave us without answers, and everything is into the kingdom. And you know what? I just saw uh, Misty River just put a uh, a post out. Uh, Welcome to the kingdom. Hallelujah. You know, <laughs> so everything that happens on earth uh, happens in the spirit first. And can I just share with you some insight real quick about what just happened? Thousands, if not millions of angels and all of heaven just erupted in celebration over you, my friend, over you. I pray, Lord, that you show that to my friend in the Bible, in your word, Lord, not to trust me. Lord, I pray you show him what has happened in the heavenly kingdom, the celebration over his life. Let it be so, Lord. All right. God bless you. What's what's your first name? David. David. Oh, there's a good biblical name. Uh, David. Um, where, where does it say in scripture? David was one of on my heart. Uh, won the Lord's heart. And I'd say today you have won the Lord's heart as well. David, God bless you. I'll talk to you soon on the phone. Hey, and uh, thank you, everyone, for being here. Uh, wow, I, I just can't say anything beyond this. David, you have uh, uh, just touched many people. You really have. By your honesty and your clear conviction, um, That I think that was just amazing. I will probably remember this moment all of my days. That's how powerful it was to me. Hey, God bless everyone. I got to run. It's, I went a little bit over time. Um, remember, go to our prayer meeting on Saturday if you can. And uh, God bless each and every one of you. I'll see you on Sunday morning for our continuing study in Peter. God bless. Remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio.